Hello, my name is Troy DiSavino. Today I am joined by Assistant Professor of Practice in Public Relations, Professor Mark Beal from Rutgers University. He is the author of Engaging Gen Z as well as Decoding Gen Z. 101 Lessons Generation Z will teach corporate America, marketers, and media. He is a former managing partner with Taylor Strategy, so he is quite the expert in the public relations industry. Professor Beal, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I, this is this is what I love talking about, so thank you very much. First of all, I'd love to have a bit of an understanding if you want to catch everyone up on how you decide to enter the world of public relations and what, what influenced you to pursue a career in PR. Absolutely. Great question. So as you said, you know, I, I teach at Rutgers, but I also went to Rutgers University. I'm a proud alum. I was a journalism, journalism major at Rutgers from 85 to 89. While I was at Rutgers, I interned over in athletics in the sports media relations department. I was at WRSU where I called the football games and the basketball games. Um, in fact, reminiscing a little bit today with some of my former RSU colleagues. And I remember, uh, I guess it would have been 88 or 89 where I had Jeff Van Gundy come into the studio, the uh, ABC ESPN broadcaster and, of course, former Knicks, uh, Knicks coach. Uh, come into the studio actually to do Nightline after one of the football games. That was pretty cool. We were talking about that today with Rutgers now in the uh, in March Madness. But it was during that summer between junior and senior year, I had the opportunity to, to um, participate in two internships. One was with NBC, WNBC Radio, one of the first national sports radio shows, or excuse me, one of the first major sports radio shows in the country where I served as kind of a producer. But during the day, I was at a small um, sports public relations agency called Mike Cohen Communications. And honestly, after day one, I said, this is actually what I want to do, because it wasn't so much about reporting the news or reporting sports. It was about uncovering compelling stories, human interest stories and other stories, and then persuading and convincing media to cover those stories. So real quickly, my first client, I can still remember, um, summer of 88 was the Arena Football League. It was either in its first or second year, and they were the client, and specifically uh, there was a great story. There was a, the quarterback of the New York team that played in Madison Square Garden, worked on Wall Street during the day and was a quarterback at night. And so I took that story and I first story I ever pitched, you know, to Sports Illustrated, to the New York Times and other outlets. And I was hooked right then. And I said, this is what I want to do for my career. This idea of storytelling, public relations, marketing. And that's really what got, it, got me into it. Now, in the present day, that, that interest has evolved a little bit, and you have a very strong focus in public relations, specifically towards Gen Z, Generation Z. Um, like I said, you've been the co-author of multiple books um, in regards to Generation Z and how they relate to PR. You know, what is it about Gen Z that is so important about this upcoming generation, why it's so vital for corporate America to understand how this generation behaves? Absolutely. You know, my focus on Gen Z actually came out of where the focus was in marketing and public relations, I would say, throughout most of the 2000s. And that was on millennials. You know, most brands, most organizations, how do we engage millennials? What is it about these millennials? And so that was the focus in, you know, 2005, 2010, 2015. And it was when I came out of a Rutgers class in 2017, I left class and I said, a light bulb went off as I I'm so inspired by you and my other students. And a light bulb went off and I said, while millennials have been the focus, Generation Z will be the focus when we get to 2020, 21, 22, 23, and so on. And so at that moment, I just, I said, I have to immerse myself in this generation. I have to collaborate closely with more students like you. I have to understand uh, how you consume media, how you consume content, what you're looking for from brands and advertisers and all that. And so I just immersed myself in the generation starting in 2017, constantly doing research, both one-on-one, -on -one, nationwide surveys, all those kinds of things. And to your point, as you know, 
This generation is unlike any other generation. They don't consume traditional media. They don't sit down and watch the six o'clock news. They don't watch Good Morning America Today Show. They don't read a traditional newspaper. So if that's the case, how does a marketer engage them? How does a company who wants to recruit them uh, attract them and recruit them and, re and more importantly, retain them, right? How does a university engage the next generation of students? How do sports leagues and teams engage the next generation of fans? So to me, this is, while some will say the biggest challenge in marketing, um, which it is, I see it as the biggest opportunity also because it's a tremendous opportunity to engage this next generation and kind of win them over as fans or loyal customers or employees or whatever business you're in. And so really exciting times here as we're in 2021 because we are really still on the front end of this. And is, Gen Z is gonna be the focus for most companies, organizations, brands, leagues, teams for the next you know, 10, 15, 20 years. You know, you've mentioned how PR specialists and marketers have really tried to understand how millennials, how millennials in the past generation have interacted with companies and what they've looked for. And one of the key takeaways for them is they're all about experiences. That is something that millennials have more than anything else than any other generation in the past. Is there a specific or vital characteristic of Generation Z similar to how millennials love experiences that is crucial for companies to understand when coming up with a PR strategy? Well, it's funny you bring up the experience because when I leave, when I deliver keynotes presentations, which I do one to two times a week to every, everyone ranging from Major League Baseball to corporations to conferences, I bring up experiences with Gen Z because Gen Z has said the most effective way to engage us, the most effective way to market us, give us an experience we can immerse ourselves and participate in and then share on our social media. Now, of course, during the pandemic, those experiences have become virtual experiences, you know, virtual concerts and virtual, uh, again, experiences. But it's still even more with generations either millennials. Again, and when I say experiences, I always clarify that by saying experiences could also include access to something. So maybe access to something that just, you know, the average consumer doesn't have access to. So something different, something special backstage, uh, again, and it could be something virtual, it could be something online as well. So experiences for sure, even more so I'd say with Gen Z. And then just to build on that to your point, you know, what maybe is slightly different or, um, uh, you know, something that we should focus on with Gen Z, I think there's a couple of things. One, as you know, Gen Z is the most diverse, the most inclusive generation ever. Gen Zers wear that as kind of a badge of pride, badge of honor. So companies and organizations need to understand that this generation prioritizes diversity, especially in where they're going to work and become an employee. Uh, another area is purpose. I like to call Generation Z the purpose generation, meaning they're looking to support companies and brands that actually demonstrate a higher purpose than just profits, than just promotions. And so do you have a higher purpose? Are you contributing to society and communities and all those kinds of things? So those are just a few of the kind of the main themes in addition to, which we touched on earlier, Gen Z does not consume media the way mom and dad consume media, right? They're on completely different channels. And so if you're going to have any chance at reaching and engaging Gen Z, you need to be on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, Clubhouse, and maybe some other platforms that are emerging as we, as we conduct this interview. You know, we've, we've seen how public relations has evolved over the past couple of decades, and you're even talking about it now, how it's becoming more about promoting the purpose rather than simply promoting the brand or a product. You know, with this in mind, what do you think public relations is going to look like in the future? Maybe let's say the next 20 years, do you think it's going to be solely promoting purpose rather than brand imagery or uh, brand products? What do you think this may look like in 20 years from now? 
Great question. I do think that in 2020, based on you know all that happened in the world, starting with the pandemic, then what I call you know the Black Lives Matter awakening, um, I think there was a huge shift, and now we're seeing it in 2021. So even brands and 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 corporations, uh, Anheuser Busch, Budweiser, that in the past might have marketed through humor and comedy and and you know being clever and all that. Even they are seeing that we need to have some sort of purpose. So I, what I think we're seeing now, and I think it'll only grow, is that campaigns of all types, whether they are humorous or whether they are serious, but there will be a purposeful element to it. So they, the campaign is somehow contributing to a greater cause, contributing to nonprofits, contributing to communities and society. So I do think that is going to happen. And I think we're going to see more and more and more. I like to tell when I present to brands all the time, I like to say, as you're developing your next campaign, before it hits the market, before it goes to market, you should call a timeout and just say, is there a purposeful element to this campaign? If there's not, should there be? And if there, and if, if there should be, well, what is that purposeful element? Again, it could be aligning with a charity, a, a community organization. Uh, it could be uh, providing opportunities to uh, uh, you know certain groups. But either way, I think that's got to be moving forward. For lack of a better word, I think that's got to be a a, a a required element of campaigns that I would moving forward, especially if you're trying to engage generations. You know, it seems like everyone has their their favorite commercial in mind or maybe favorite marketing campaign in mind just because of what they've seen on social media, TV commercials, wherever it may be. From a PR specialist perspective, is there one great PR marketing tactic or campaign you've seen over the past few years that really shows that, that these companies understand that PR and marketing can be a great tool to use beyond just advertising? Well, yes, but I... But I'm going to give you probably, I'll first give you a non-traditional one. So I would say over the last decade, the greatest campaign, the most engaging campaign, the most buzzworthy campaign, the most newsworthy campaign, I hate to say, came from a nonprofit and not a, not a corporation or brand. It was the Ice Bucket Challenge. I just think it had that, it had that shareability factor. People wanted to participate. People wanted to share that they were involved. Celebrities wanted to get involved. Media wanted to cover it and also be involved. And so, again, it's not traditional because it's not coming from a, you know, a consumer brand. But when I look back at campaigns, and I just brought this up the other day to one of my graduate courses at Rutgers, I said, if you look back at campaigns, I really believe the ice bucket challenge. If you look at it as a campaign, let alone it came from a nonprofit organization, um, it has all the elements of what you know brands would like to get with campaigns. Um, I'll follow that up with another one, though, to your point, maybe from a, a we'll call it from a for-profit side. During the, the pandemic, especially during the peak, fanatics, rep, not replicated, but they came real close to that, that the great success in their campaign was successful, but the great success of Facebook Challenge, and they had the, the all-in challenge. And that was a campaign from fanatics during the pandemic where they realized, hey, we need to be doing something really purposeful here. And they're you know, uh, founder said, well, we've got a lot of relationships with the biggest name athletes and the biggest name entertainers. And we've got, you know, platforms where we could amplify a campaign. So why don't we go out and create this all-in challenge? And basically the all-in challenge was the opportunity where athletes such as Tom Brady auctioned off experiences, going back to your experiences, where any of us could have bid on these experiences, it ultimately raised millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars for Feeding America and other organizations. 
but it had that shareability factor. Media were covering it every single day. Uh, celebrities and others were tweeting, posting about it, and sharing it. So that's one that comes from, again, more of a, a for-profit, fanatics. But of course, they prioritized purpose at this time over profits during the pandemic. And I would say that campaign, the All In Challenge, I would say uh, you know very close to the success of the Ice Bucket Challenge um, in a in a you know several years later. From just from those couple campaigns you shared right there, there's no doubt that public relations is only becoming more and more important uh, for marketers to understand how to properly use it. It can help a business in so many different ways, whether it's a business or a nonprofit. Um, it's a vital tool that the businesses or nonprofits should be able to use, um, especially as we continue farther and farther and you can see more purposes come out of it. You know, before I let you go, I'd love to give you the opportunity just to plug your new YouTube series. I know you are doing a special when it comes to um, working with Generation Z and with public relations and marketing. If you want to kind of give a little intro into what that may look like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when I, whenever I collaborate with you, I'm always impressed by the, the way you produce and distribute content across channels. And I just think in my work around Gen Z, you know, it, it starts with research, it leads to a book, it leads to a second book, it leads to articles, which is all great. But I need to take a page from Gen Zers like you and I have to figure out how do I produce content across other channels? And so, you know, I don't know, six months ago, as we were probably as I was getting into, the, you know, thinking about 2021, I said, what could I do differently? What could I do new? And I just know knowing YouTube is such a popular platform with Gen Zers, I thought, well, maybe there's some sort of a YouTube series. So bottom line is it's it's a, a YouTube series. It'll be a video shorts. You know, we're talking a minute and a half, two minutes. Um, Gen Z from A to Z. So in, in A to Z, we're covering topics ranging from, again, diversity, inclusion, TikTok, YouTube, and a whole bunch of others. Um, but what's interesting, and I, I proposed or I shared the topic or shared the uh, the concept with some folks. Like, Gen Z is never going to watch that. I said, it's not for It's It's for the marketers, the 30, the 40, the 50-year-old marketers who are going to attempt to engage Gen Z. So that's the main audience. But of course, you know, Gen Zers like you might find it interesting too, but it, you're not really the audience. It's really everyone out there that's trying to figure out, well, who are these Gen Zers and what are they all about? So I really appreciate you even mentioning it. I'm excited about it. It is launching uh, this spring and we'll go into the summer. And it's just going to be a series of interviews that'll be, again, kind of chopped up and, and edited in ways that's just quick, you know, two minutes of, uh, of, of quick topics that again, topics that are important to Gen Z that resonate with Gen Z and Gen Zers like you will provide kind of your point of view of you of to a marketer of you know why this is important or how you should approach it. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to releasing that series. Once again, professor of practice in public relations at Rutgers University and author of Engaging Generation Z, as well as Decoding Gen Z, 101 Lessons Generation Z will teach corporate America marketers and media. Professor Mark Beal. Thank you, Troy. I appreciate it.